Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Scott Seidenberg in for the guys. It's the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. Thanksgiving is fast approaching, less than 24 hours away from kickoff of three NFL games and one exciting college football game. So plenty to get to here on Thanksgiving. Eve. It's a full slate of NBA action in progress right now. The Lakers just wrapped up a victory over the Pacers in overtime, despite the Pacers having a chance to win at the end of regulation. You know, Chris Duarte hits a buzzer beater shot. Well, not really a buzzer beater, but a final closing second shot to tie the game should have been sent to the free throw line for a four point play. No foul was called and the game went into overtime. The Lakers handled their business. The Phoenix Suns They've now won 14 straight games, and you just have to keep riding this team until they lose because uh, they didn't quite cover, but they win, and it's 14 straight wins, putting the the Suns in money line parlays, just betting them on the money line. Just keep riding this thing until it closes. 
But Thanksgiving will feature three NFL games and one college football game. We'll touch on it all here on the nightcap. And I want to start with the line movements that's been occurring here with these NFL games. Because with injury news, there's been changes to the way we approach these games. Or maybe just to the way that we think about betting these games. Alvin Kamara is out for the New Orleans Saints. That's what we know right now. That has been confirmed. Mark Ingram practiced on a limited basis. He is questionable for this game. Ryan Ramchick, the right tackle, he's out. Defensive end Marcus Davenport, he's out. Teron Armstead, the left tackle, he is questionable along with Mark Ingram. The Saints right now are in a bad spot, just decimated by injuries. And as much as I want to bet the Saints plus the points on Thanksgiving night, with these injuries, I just don't know how they're going to win this football game or how they're going to keep it close. The Saints right now as a six-point dog attracting only 22% of the bets, 21% of the handle. You see the line there at six and a half. I mean, this thing just keeps fluctuating with more and more injury news coming out and getting clarity now on a guy like Kamara has, yes, sent the line to six and a half. Could it go down? Could people buy in on the Saints as it gets closer to kickoff on Thursday night? Possibly. And I I do want to take them at home. I really do. Plus, I'm not a big believer in the Buffalo Bills. I look at the Bills this season, and I see a mediocre football team that has taken advantage of bad teams. They blew out the Dolphins. They blew out Washington. They blew out the Texans. They blew out the Jets. Yet they've lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Titans. A loss to the Jaguars, which is like, uh, what? And then they lose to the Colts. And the reality is that this Buffalo Bills team is soft. They lack physicality. They don't have a running game besides the quarterback. And defensively, they're not stopping the run. Jonathan Taylor roasted them last week. The Colts bullied them up and down the field on their home turf. If I was Sean Payton, I would start Taysom Hill in this game and have Taysom Hill run the football 25 times. Give Jones and Ty Montgomery a bunch of carries as well, but I would let Taysom Hill just run, run, run on this Buffalo Bills defense because that's how you're going to keep this game close. Now, Buffalo is in a spot here to bounce back. The trends would all point to their direction with favorites on the Thanksgiving night game, 10-4 and against the spread. Thanksgiving favorites overall, since 2005, with a tremendous ATS record. Thanksgiving favorites are 32-14 and 14 against the spread since 2005, covering by 4.7 points. And if you take the Cowboys out of the equation, because the Cowboys haven't exactly had a really good ATS record, Cowboy, uh, favorites without the Cowboys, 27-7. and seven against the spread, covering by 7.5 points.
points. But this game could be approaching also a very interesting milestone or just level if it gets to a touchdown. And it's at six and a half now. If it gets to a touchdown, the Buffalo Bills would fall into the same category that the Dallas Cowboys are in on Thanksgiving. And that is Thanksgiving favorites of a touchdown or more. Thanksgiving favorites favored by seven or more points are 16-3 and three against the spread. 16-3 and three against the spread. So if this line moves to seven, and it's at six and a half now, if it moves to seven, the Bills would qualify for that trend. Ultimately, I think that the over is probably the play in this game. It has dropped significantly because Thanksgiving night games tend to go under. Ten and four in the 14 Thanksgiving night games have gone under the posted total. But I think that when you look at the Saints team, even as bad as they've been over the past three games, the losing streak, they have combined to score 53 points in the fourth quarter in the last three games. Garbage time points, that's how you're hitting over. And Trevor Simeon's done a pretty good job of scoring garbage time points over the last three weeks. I mean, how about last week? You score 22 points in the fourth quarter, you still don't cover a game. It's just absolutely wild. Uh, I think that they could get garbage time points here against the Buffalo Bills. That's, to me... This is the most interesting game on Thursday night. We'll have plenty more on this game coming up throughout the program. Uh, The earlier game is going to be the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. And yeah, this is the best chance for the Lions to get a win this season. But we also, and by we, I mean all of us, (laughs) the betting public it seems, felt that that could have been the case against the Philadelphia Eagles a couple of weeks ago. Remember when the Lions were a three-point dog to the Eagles and Philadelphia came in at that point and they were, what, two and five on the season, not having a good year, and the idea was, hey, Lions are only three-point dogs at home. You know, they, they, they could win this game. And they get blown out 44 to six. But since that loss, a tie against the Steelers, and then a three-point loss to the Cleveland Browns. To say this team isn't playing hard is unfair. And with the announcement that it's going to be Andy Dalton at quarterback, not Justin Fields, and with the possibility of Jared Goff starting this game as he returns from his injury, the line has moved from three-and-a-half to three And now two and a half. So there is money coming in on the Detroit Lions. Or the books are adjusting based on where they project the bets to come in at. Because of these news. These news items. Because Andy Dalton starting, not Justin Fields. And the possibility of Jared Goff playing and not Tim Boyle. The Bears are also just banged up. Bears are just banged up, man. You know, Khalil Mack's done. Robinson's questionable. This team is just decimated by injuries. And Matt Nagy, 
Believe what you want to believe about these rumors. The reports come out that he will be fired after this game. He comes out. He has to deny it. You have people in the organization have to come out and they have to deny it. This is an unnecessary distraction. And I don't know if the Bears come into this game as focused as they should be. This is, make no mistake, this is the Lions Super Bowl. They will not have a better chance to win a game this season. They're home against the Vikings. They're at the Broncos, home against the Cardinals, at the Falcons, at the Seahawks, home against the Packers. This game is the best chance that they will have to win a football game this season. Can they get it done on Thanksgiving? The trends are not in their favor as the Lions have not been good on Thanksgiving for the past several years. But that could just also mean that the Lions have had a bad team, and they have. But maybe this is the week that they avoid an 0-16-1 record. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We will continue to preview the Thanksgiving football games, not just the three NFL games, but also the Egg Bowl between Ole Miss and Mississippi State as well, which will be on Thursday night. I think we get a ton of points in that matchup. I'm in for Tim Murray and Sean King on the Nightcap right here on VSIN. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. 
Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is kid-safe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen. America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zin. So head on over to Zin.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here in for the guys on the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we continue our Thanksgiving football preview. And the other game that we did not touch on yet is the Dallas Cowboys as a seven and a half point favorite against the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Cowboys getting some good news on Wednesday as it appears that C.D. Lamb is on track to play in this game. He's officially listed as questionable. He uh, went through Wednesday's practice. He was going to meet with doctors and the uh, independent neurologist. And Mike McCarthy said he hasn't missed a step on a short week. Quote, just as we discussed on Monday, if he's able to keep progressing through, we see him as available for the game. End quote. And that's huge. You know, this they're already without Amari Cooper, but if you now – get C.D. Lamb in for this game, the Cowboys should be fine offensively. You know, the Cowboys are a little bit banged up, but they should be fine against a Raiders team that, let's be honest, has looked like the season has ended for them. There was a moment a couple of weeks back where the Raiders were thought to be a playoff team, where the Raiders, I mean, I, I came on the air and I said, Derek Carr should be an MVP candidate. They were in first place, looking great, and they have just fallen off. And it's 
perhaps everything that has gone on this season is finally catching up to them. The John Gruden situation, the Henry Ruggs situation. Now you're losing three games in a row, and and you want to talk about Jekyll and Hyde. The Raiders, in their wins, are averaging about 30 points per game. In their five wins, 33, 26, 31, 34, 33. Those are their point totals in their five wins. In their five losses, 14 points, 9 points, 16 points, 14 points, 13 points. I know it's as simple as score more than the other team and you win a football game, right? I get that. But this Raiders team really is all or nothing. If they score, they're in the football game. If their offense is non-existent, they are dead in the water. And against this Cowboys team, I would think they have an opportunity to score, but I felt the same way about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and the Cowboys defense played pretty well. And, you know, I look at this Raider team and I I just been kind of reading some local articles and listening to some people that, you know, fans and, and other, you know, media members that are close to this team and, There's been a lot of conversation here in Vegas about Marcus Mariota getting playing time. That perhaps with a regime that's most likely gone at the end of this season, Rich Passaccia not going to get this job. Greg Olson not going to get this job. Mike Mayock could be out. I mean, this could be a complete regime change next season. Why not give Mariota some run? And maybe his legs can add a little bit of a different dynamic to this Raider offense that has really struggled with the lack of a deep threat in Henry Ruggs, other receivers not getting open, and only scoring 16 points, 14 points, and 13 points in three straight games when you did have one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. Maybe... Maybe a change of quarterback sparks this offense a bit. I think the Cowboys are the safe play. Uh, Definitely would be my lean. If C.D. Lamb plays, I feel a lot better about this Cowboys play. But I gave the stat, and I'll repeat it. Thanksgiving favorites of seven or more points. That's where the Cowboys are here at seven and a half. They are 16 and three. Against the spread. 16 and 3 against the spread. The other very popular trend. And this is good because, you know, it's like it's, the books like to give back money on Thanksgiving. They say, hey, uh, we're thankful for you giving us all your money during the season. Here's a little bit back on Thanksgiving. Because the public has done very well on Thanksgiving. When at least 57% of spread bets are on the favorite on Thanksgiving. So we're talking about heavy public favorites on Thanksgiving. Those teams are 24 and 7 against the spread. Right now, according to the DraftKings Sportsbook, 
The Dallas Cowboys at 7.5 are receiving 61% of the bets, 75% of the handle. As for your other favorites, the Buffalo Bills, 78% of the bets, 79% of the handle. The Chicago Bears, right at that border, 57% of the bets, 57% of the handle. Public Thanksgiving favorites, 24-7 and seven against the spread. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. In for Tim and Sean here on the Nightcap here on VSIN. The other game on Thanksgiving will be the Egg Bowl between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. And this game is too close to call. Ole Miss is a slight underdog despite being the top 10 ranked team. But because Mississippi State is at home, they're getting the boost here. I bet this total yesterday at 62. And now it is at 64 and a half. And I still think it goes over. We are going to see so many points in this game between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. It's going to get into the 70s. And we're talking like a, you know, 38, 35 type game, something like that. 41, 38. Both of these coaches are going to want to show up the other coach. They're going to want to prove who is the most innovative offensive mind. We might see trick plays. But here's what we're definitely going to see. Both teams being aggressive. The analytics. Right, Lane? Get your popcorn ready. Go for it on fourth down. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of going for it on fourth down. There won't be settling for field goals. Because in a game like this, A field goal is not going to cut it. And trust me, if Lane Kiffin felt that a field goal is not going to beat the Alabama offense, the field goal is not going to beat this Mississippi State offense. And so I expect Lane Kiffin to be aggressive. I expect Mississippi State to be aggressive. These are two very high-scoring teams. Both of these quarterbacks are playing at an elite level this season. And Matt Corral has an opportunity. Now, he's not going to win the Heisman Trophy. However, a performance here in the Egg Bowl, his final Egg Bowl of his college career, a a solid performance will invite him to New York as a Heisman finalist. He's not winning this award. That's C.J. Stroud's award right now. Bryce Young could have a chance to take it from him. But Matt Corral will get himself an invite as a finalist as long as he has a performance here against Mississippi State, and he could do that. We're talking about an Ole Miss offense that averages well over 500 yards per game. Uh, Mississippi State, 452 yards of offense per game. And Mississippi State doing it through the air. 390 passing yards per game. Will Rogers is having a great season. And I expect this to be a back-and-forth affair in Starkville where there's going to be a boatload of points. So I'm very confident taking the over in this one. I bet it already at 62, and to see it at 64.5 just puts a smile on my face. Although, hey, closing line value doesn't really mean anything when you lose the game. So hopefully we cover
From college football to college basketball we go. Jim Root from Three Man Weave will join me next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sign up for our $99 midseason football special. You'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com/slash subscribe. Scott Sadenberg back here with you in for Tim and Sean on the nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, as we turn our attention to college basketball and welcome in Jim Rooten out to the program from Three Man Weave. Jim has been in Vegas checking out the Maui Invitational and a slew of other college basketball games. Uh, it's been a full week of basketball for you, Jim, right? Absolutely. We're just getting started. There's, there's more games at the Orleans tomorrow, Gonzaga Duke at T-Mobile on Friday. It's been great to have Vegas be the mecca of college basketball for a week. I've been in heaven. Yeah, just wait till conference tournament time. You get you'll come you'll come back out and you get even more games. Uh, but let's oh talk- no, I'm I'm local, baby. Oh, this there he home. is. He ain't going oh, anywhere, yeah. folks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about that Gonzaga team. Uh, the odds have certainly uh, uh, increased on them or decreased, if you will, for them to be the national champ. After watching that performance against UCLA, how has your opinion on them changed, if at all, when it comes to just comparing them to the field? It's it's gone up. I mean, I I had them number one in the country coming in. They were my preseason national title pick, and I just I feel even better about that now. And the fact that their defense looked as good as it did, especially in the first half. I mean, last year teams could go to the rim against them. They 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 didn't really have anything to deter drivers, no rim protection. And now they have Chad Holmgren, who is just a monster. His arms go for days. It seems like he can touch the top of the backboard and you could see it. There were times where UCLA got, you know, past the three point line, started to probe. And they're like, you know what? I, I'm not going to bother going up against him because his arms are just too long. He's going to swat it. And that element is something Gonzaga didn't have last year. They've still got the deadly offense. They still got Drew Timmy as the fulcrum inside a great point guard in Nemhard. But now they have the eraser at the rim. I I think that should be what puts them over the top as the favorite and and what actually gets it done for them this year come March. So how do you see the game playing out on Friday with Duke and Gonzaga? Can Duke at least provide a tougher test than UCLA did? I I do think so. You know, I've been having like the debate with people like who who can give this Gonzaga team a run? Because like UCLA was number two in the country, gave them that run to overtime in the semis and everybody thought this would be the one where and we saw if, you, or if uh, Gonzaga was mortal, and man, they, they certainly didn't look it. But Duke has size up front. They have massive, massive forwards and centers. They've got depth, so they can throw bodies at Drew Timmy. Uh, they can try to guard him one-on-one with Mark Williams and Theo John, which w- once you're able to do that, and if you can negate his effectiveness a little bit, uh, then you, you don't have to double, you don't have to rotate, and the Gonzaga ball movement can't cut you to ribbons. So if those big guys can hold up at least decently well against against Timmy, then I think Duke has a chance to stay close. Uh, but 
man, we haven't seen anything from Gonzaga to this point to think that, oh yeah, they're, they're just going to lay an egg and, and not show up for that. So it should be a great one. I'm really looking forward to being there in person for it. Now I know it's early, but there's always odds on these things. So uh, who would be the number one overall pick in the draft right now, Chet Holmgren or Paolo Banchero? Man, I think I go Paolo. Uh, I, I just think he has like a little more of a, a pro style game with, with his ability to hit like step back jumpers from the mid post and, He's, he's shown the ability to put the ball on the floor and pull up, which is such a key skill in the NBA if you want like a primary scorer. But man, the, the rim protection plus shooting potential that Holmgren offers is like the true unicorn thing that everybody is looking for in the draft. Like we can have this guy anchor our defense, but not disrupt our spacing offensively. In fact, he can amplify it even uh, if that, that shooting stroke comes along. He's got ball handling. He's got a ton of upside. Once he adds some more strength and even now, I think he's more stout than he looks like you can't just back him down, put him under the rim and try to dunk on his head. Uh, he's still pretty solid, even though he looks thin. But unfortunately, just for the pro style, I'm given a little bit of a slight nod to Bankera. I don't think you can go wrong with either of those two at the top of the draft, though. Yeah, it might just be on team need, whichever team winds up being the, that pick. Hey, the Rockets won a game tonight, so maybe that maybe it's not going to be them. So we'll find we'll find out. Talking <laughs> to Jim Root from Three Man Weave, Scott Zadenberg here on the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What have you seen from UConn? Uh, the Huskies always get a lot of love. Uh, they seem to be a popular team just based off their history. They're off to a five and zero start with a win here. Over Auburn, and they have to take on Sparty coming up on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean they they've blown everybody out so far up until this first Atlantis test. Like they they dominated the lower mid majors that they played at home. So you know, checking the box of those tests, you know, you don't want to have like warning signs where you can barely beat a team at home. They took care of business, and then the Auburn game, they got up like thirteen to fifteen in the second half, led Auburn back in it. That's a little bit alarming. We don't like to see that, but uh, then they got up again in overtime. And really, like they, they've looked pretty darn good. The offense was better than a lot expected with James Booknight gone. I think the defense is is something that's going to be there basically every night. They've got good individual defenders, and they have a coach in Danny Hurley that really emphasizes that and emphasizes the intensity and the physicality. So if the offense continues to come along. Uh, Hawkins, the freshman, made some big shots today. Tyler Polly really looked like uh, his healthy self after he tore an ACL two years ago and maybe wasn't quite back last year. Uh, he was terrific today, and if they get that kind of shooting from their offense, then it's it's a top 15 team because the defense will be there. So curious to see how they do the rest of this Atlantis tournament. Yeah, against Michigan State, would you, you favor them to win this game? Yeah, I probably have UConn a slight favorite here. I, I would guess that's where it'll open with the books, too. I don't mm-hmm. think Circa's open their, uh, their line for that yet, but... Uh, I, I would definitely favor UConn slightly there. Michigan State had some dicey periods today against Loyola. The, the back half of the first half when they let Loyola uh, storm ahead and take the lead is the warning signs that we've seen a little bit from this Michigan State team. They're not quite there yet, uh, but UConn would have to potentially face Baylor in the, in the title game. And I am, I've been blown away by Baylor so far this year. I thought losing the four guys they had last season would really hurt them. But they got up 20 on Arizona State today. I think I think they let the Sun Devils in the back door in the final minute. But uh, they've been really, really impressive. And I think they're just as well, maybe not just as good as last year, but they're they're still a top five team. Uh, I want to stick in the Big Ten since we're talking about Sparty. And uh, with the exception, Jim, of Purdue, who's the most intriguing team in that conference? Ooh, intriguing. That's a good way to put it. He's um, like Wisconsin just won the Maui Invitational. I don't know if they're intriguing, though. I, I think we kind of know what they are. They're a great half-court team. They've yeah. got a star in Johnny Davis, but I, I won't put them quite up into the intriguing category. Illinois has been bad. 
I'm still going to give it to Michigan. It's probably, you know, a, a handout at this point, even though they haven't played that well. They barely escaped Tarleton State at home today. <laughs> um, but I, I think the upside is still there. Hunter Dickinson's still a dominant interior scorer. They just have to figure out how to feed him better, get him more shots. Uh, and the rest of their lineup is young and, and inexperienced in that system. Like Devontae Jones, sure, he's a, a grad transfer, but he hasn't played for Jawan Howard until this year. So he's he's probably going to take a little bit to get used to it. And the wing guys, you know, Caleb Houston, he's a, he's a freshman, but he's get, still figuring things out. And Diabate, the, the backup big that they haven't been starting, is maybe their second best player. So I, I think the trajectory goes up, up for, for Michigan as the rest of the year goes, and they get a little more acclimated together. Uh, so I'm intrigued to see if they can really give Purdue a run for their money come come uh, conference season. Uh, Nova has lost two games, but to two very good teams, obviously, to UCLA and Purdue. Uh, do, do you downgrade them a little bit, or no opinion change just because they've lost to two of the top teams in the country? Yeah, this is. It, I go back and forth because they, I, they, I think they had a double-digit lead in the second half of both games, and it's like, okay, that matters. Being able to build a double-digit lead against UCLA that matters. That's, that's huge. But if you can't hold on to it in either of those two games that the Purdue one or UCLA, what's going wrong? You know, they're, they're only really playing six guys. So depth is a big question mark for them. Uh, maybe they get some help as their freshmen develop or as uh, a star junior or potential star junior, Brian Antoine gets healthy, but neither of those are certainties. So I think Villanova is going to continue to be like a really high floor team. I, I think still think they're the favorite in the big East apologies to UConn, but they're, <laughs> uh, there's just a little bit of a, a nagging worry. If they can't find that seventh guy to really uh, relieve some of their depth issues. I was going to ask you uh, if it's not Villanova, is it UConn or Seton hall in the big East? I, I would probably go UConn at this point. The, the Seton hall, they, they scared me today against California. I, I, I didn't want to see them be close in that one. Uh, it's basically like a test of their consistency. Like, can can they play well in, in not just a big game at Michigan? And they they were not sharp. They were not sharp against Cal. They did find a way to get it done, and that matters in conference season. But uh, I, I do think there's some, especially in the offensive end, some consistency issues for the Pirates that they need to sort out. Jim, appreciate the time and the insight as always. Enjoy the rest of the games this week. Appreciate it. Yeah, I got one more tonight. Notre Dame and Texas A&M back in person. I, I can't get sick of it. I love it, Scott. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Jim. There he is, Jim Root, three-man weave. You check it out uh, on Twitter at Second Chance Points is Jim and at 3MW underscore CBB for the three-man weave. And, yeah, you know, there's a lot of these top teams are really intriguing, but based on what we've seen through the first five games or so, who's be- no one's beaten Gonzaga <laughs> when it comes to tournament time. So get your futures in now on the Zags, uh, plus 450 to win the title. I'm Scott Seidenberg. In for the guys, it is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, dance bro. <laughs> Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. free in three fantasy football contests to compete all Thanksgiving weekend for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash EA Madden now to get in on the action. EA Sports, it's in the game. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Remember when Madden first came, you know, had that slogan? And it was, uh, if it's in the game, it's in the game. Remember? If it's in the game, it's in the game. Like that was, those were great. Those old original Madden football games. Player would get hurt, ambulance would come onto the field. <laughs> Used to love playing those. Uh, quick update on what's going down in the NBA in progress right now. The Sixers are on top of the Warriors 34-26 in the second quarter. Warriors were a double-digit favorite. In this one, you have the Blazers uh, with a 48-44 lead over the Kings. Um, and then all other games are final, including uh, some upsets. Well, first, 
We'll talk about the good. The Suns, with their 14th straight win, a 120-115 win over the Cavaliers. They do not cover, but they have won 14 straight games. Lakers cover as underdogs, winning against the Pacers in overtime, 124-116. The Hornets uh, do not cover, but they still win. They beat the Magic 106-99. Nets cover a close game, and they win big against the Celtics, 123-104. The Raptors beat the Grizzlies, 126-113. It was the Bucks over the Pistons, 114-93. The Timberwolves beat the Heat, 113-101. Pelicans upset the Wizards, 127-102. They win their fourth game of the year. Jazz top the Thunder. They don't cover, though, 110-104. Hawks, congratulations. They win their second road game of the year. And for the first time this season, the Atlanta Hawks have covered a spread on the road. They were 0-9 ATS on the road. They win and they cover in San Antonio 124-106. And speaking of congrats, the Houston Rockets have snapped their 15-game losing streak, upsetting the Bulls. 118-113, thanks to a 35-18 third quarter run. The Bulls, who lost to the Pacers, 109-77, playing the second night of a back-to-back, where they had been, I believe the numbers were 2-0 against the spread this season on the second night of a back-to-back. They lose to the Houston Rockets, destroying everyone's money line parlays. But uh, 118-113, the Rockets get a win uh, as they end their 15-game losing streak. No games in the NBA on Thursday. The NBA will return to action with a full slate of games on Friday. And uh, the highlight of Friday's schedule Uh, You probably got the Suns and the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. So we'll see if Phoenix can keep it going. 14 straight wins now for the Phoenix Suns. And you know what's the most interesting aspect of the Suns winning streak? Is that throughout this entire run, they have not even sniffed being the favorites in their own conference. Forget about the favorites to win the NBA title. But to win the Western Conference, it's the Warriors on top at plus 330, and rightfully so, best record in the NBA. The Warriors have been playing tremendous basketball, while struggling a little bit tonight against the Sixers. But coming into this game, the Warriors with the best record in the NBA at 15-2. The Suns are now 15-3. and And if the Warriors lose, well, Suns will tie them for that best record. But the Warriors were plus 330 to win the West. The Lakers, still favorites at plus 340. Then the Jazz and then the Suns. The Suns, who went to the NBA Finals last year. The Suns, who have won 14 straight games. Plus 600 to win the Western Conference. Just no respect in the odds 
for them to win the conference or for them to win the NBA title. For them to win the NBA title is at plus 1,500. They are the seventh favorite to win the NBA title. It's Nets, Lakers, Warriors, Bucks, Jazz, Heat, and then the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA title, which to me is just wild considering you had a, you have a team that has won 14 straight games. And besides the Golden State Warriors, off to the best start of anybody this season. So that's something that obviously was a little bit uh, stood out to me when it comes to what went down here or what was going down here in the NBA so far. On your uh, NHL scoreboard, a couple of games in progress still. Second period action, the Avalanche lead the Ducks 3-1. to one. Uh, it's going to the second period. The Oilers and the Coyotes are tied at one. Maple Leafs with a one nothing lead over the Kings in the first for end of the first. It's the Hurricanes one nothing over the Kraken. Sharks in the first lead the Senators one to nothing. Earlier you had um, a couple of let's see. I wanted to pull up the odds here. So we have the um, upsets. The heaviest favorite on the board on the money line. You had the Capitals were, well, let's see, the Bruins. The Bruins were minus 280 over the Sabres. They win 5-1. And there's been a trend, and I don't have the updated numbers, but NHL favorites of minus 200 or better, as of last week, it was 34-7. and So I'd have to get the updated numbers, but if you blindly just bet the NHL favorites that were north of 200, so we're talking north of minus 200. Those teams have been extremely profitable. Well, not necessarily profitable. Those teams have won a significant amount of time. So if you were to do some of these heavy favorite money line parlays, they're coming through for you more times than not. Like I said, as of last week, it was 34-7. and seven. Don't quite have the updated numbers, but looking at the board here from – just on Wednesday, I mentioned the minus 280 Bruins win. The minus 220 Panthers beat the Flyers. Uh, the Capitals were minus 205, I think. They won 6-3 against the Canadiens. Uh, also, north of 200, the Avalanche minus 225 against the Ducks. And uh, right now, the Avs lead 3-1 against the Ducks. So it looks like it's going to be a 3-0 and night for the north of 200 favorites in the NHL. Oh, the Penguins were minus 220, I believe, uh, against the Canucks. They were 4-1. and uh, They won 4-1. to So NHL favorites. I know it's not profitable long-term to bet on heavy favorites. Like, you're not going to risk 220 to win 100 every night. But... If you combine some of these heavy favorites, don't be afraid to do that. And in a sport where the numbers are significantly trending towards the favorites winning, like the NHL, you don't necessarily have to worry about a lot of these upsets and because it's not happening. Do they happen? Yes. Uh, I could recall just you know maybe a couple of days ago, we've had a couple of minus 200, minus 230 teams, whatever, lose. But... On this schedule, on this Wednesday night, 4-0, it looks like it's going to be for NHL favorites, minus 200 or more. 
it's been that type of season so far with heavy favorites in the NHL. So if you want to parlay a couple of them, certainly worth a look. It has been very profitable this season. No NHL, obviously, on Thanksgiving, and uh, don't have the lines yet for the games on Friday. But just based on the matchups, I think you could have a couple of minus 200 heavy favorites. The Lightning host the Kraken. That'll probably be uh, a game that'll feature a, a heavy line. Um, so those are something. The Blues are at the Blackhawks. will probably be a heavy favorite. These are things to pay attention to. Not necessarily your normal betting strategy, but if you can find the profitable system, take advantage of a profitable system. And that's what we have seen so far in the NHL this season, which has been heavy favorites, minus 200 or more, are winning far more than they're being upset. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get the report from the book. Coming up next, Johnny Avello from DraftKings will join me in for Tim Murray and Sean King on the nightcap right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 